Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. This is Ian Morris. And as I mentioned last week, for some unexpected personal reasons, Nate is away this week. So we've got something special for you in the form of another of Nate's text message state of podcasting episodes. For our patrons backing us kindly at patreon.com forward slash UK tech, you won't be billed for this week and you weren't billed for last week. So don't worry about being charged. That only happens when we give you a regular show. Hopefully you'll stick with us though and we'll be ready to resume at the end of this week. Thanks to our very special new backers this week, including Paul, Martin, Mark, Stan and Tom. We're thrilled to have you with us. This week's State of Podcasting episode was recorded a few weeks ago by Nate after discovering his own wedding photographer ran a highly rated and successful podcast of her own. After giving it a listen, he wanted to learn a little bit more from behind the scenes. Here's that interview now, and we'll be back with a regular show next week. But for now, here's Nate. Hello everybody, I'm Nate Langson, and this is another Text Message State of Podcasting special where on the shows in the past, we try and go behind the scenes a little bit with others in the podcasting industry and try and learn a little bit more about what's keeping the industry ticking forwards, who's doing interesting things, why they do them. And in previous episodes, we've talked to a lot of uh, full-time professional podcasters. We've talked to people who make money from podcasting, who don't, and, and how they get into the industry and what they do. And this week, we're talking to two podcasters uh, who are podcasting in the field of weddings, which is not a topic we've approached before on the show and i'm going to let my guests both of them introduce themselves uh katie let's start with you hello yes i'm katie um i'm a podcaster from suffolk and i'm also a wedding photographer as well and your co-host is i believe kerry who is also here yeah that's right i'm kerry and like katie i'm also a wedding photographer and together we uh, produce a podcast called get wed podcast now i first discovered the Get Wed podcast uh, because Katie is going to be uh, my fiance and I's wedding photographer later this year. And I'd heard that you do a podcast about weddings. And I thought, how intriguing two wedding photographers <laughs> doing podcasts about weddings. And I gave it a listen. And I, I was I was just really intrigued by the very sort of natural way that you're able to give a lot of other people advice about weddings and what to expect and how to avoid disasters, um, presumably based on what you've learned as wedding photographers. So I thought you could maybe give us a nutshell, Katie, perhaps, as to sort of what the show focuses on and, and what you created it in order to do. Yeah, so um, the show kind of focuses on lots of wedding planning aspects. So um, right at the very start of your wedding planning journey until the end, we do hen do's and stag do's. And just hopefully sort of helping people, giving them lots of information and also interviewing wedding industry people as well to uh, get their perspective on things. Yeah. And who was who was the 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 driving motivating force behind it starting in the first place? So that would be of, Kerry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of my idea. And um, I'd listen to quite a lot of podcasts. Um, as I work as photographers, we spend a lot of time editing at a computer, so it's nice to have something in the background. And I just kind of thought that I hadn't really heard of anything in the wedding industry. 
um, in a, from a podcast perspective. And I just thought it would be a really nice way for us to get to a bit more personable with our audience and perhaps even bring in a bit more business for us both. Mm. And because um, Katie and I were also, at the time, we were both planning our weddings. Um, so we had that view on it as well, where we were planning our own weddings, but also could give over some advice from what we've learned from shooting lots of weddings as well. Great. Well, we'll come back a little bit to maybe how this has uh, uh, benefited your, your business as, as photographers. Um, but I'm curious if you could give us a sense of, you know, maybe the sort of topics or themes that you've you've covered on the show so far. Yeah, so um, we've sort of done everything. So makeup tutorials, getting your hair done, picking your wedding dress, um, planning honeymoon. So everything, really. So it's, it's quite a lot of the different topics that we could we could cover. Yeah, yeah. We, we have lots of our brides who mention um, if we hear them ask a question or they're struggling with something, we're like, oh, that's a brilliant to- podcast topic. So we write it down. Yeah. Um, so it seems to be a never ending supply of topics that we can cover. Um, so, yeah. yeah, we've and floor of them. I mean, I was looking in uh, in iTunes, and you're very well reviewed in in iTunes. Like many five star reviews by the looks of it, which is uh, which is always very nice to see. And I see, you know, in the most recent uh, number of episodes, you've done things about invites and RSVPs. You've done a, mm-hmm. uh, an episode about flowers. You've asked, do you need a wedding videographer? Um, guest list, thank you cards, all sorts of stuff. So, you know, for somebody in my position as well who is preparing for a wedding, this is the kind of thing that is in, in, incredibly useful. And you know, do you see do you see an end in sight for this, or do you think that you'll you'll continue to find a, a great stream of topics to be discussing? I'm not sure how it'll go because originally we set it up with the intention of sharing our wedding plans. So Katie got married in April last year, and I get married in June this year. So that's where our, our kind of wedding planning will end with sharing it on the podcast. Mm. But I do think there's um, still loads for us to cover, and I and I think that we could keep going um, and maybe invite people on to talk about their wedding plans rather than it being focused on us after that time so yeah I think it's got a long way to go and are there any episodes in particular that have that have been particularly popular or or that you've had uh you know any particularly any strong feedback on yeah um I think the ones that have gone down really well it's quite nice it's my wedding story so um that was quite popular and um, wedding day timings, because I think lots of people struggle with that. And also Kerry's wedding day remorse, which was um, <laughs> when she spent lots of money on a wedding dress and she hadn't planned to do that. So, yeah, I think those those are the most popular ones. Yeah. Um, I think that the wedding day remorse is maybe a really good one because it's just honest. And I, I think people quite like that. And it's our mm-hmm. personal experiences and bringing that into it as well. Are there any other bits of remorse that were in that episode? <laughs> I think it was literally just a money shock. Uh, I, had, I had this big intention of making my own wedding dress and um, not spending much money on it at all. And then I suddenly went into a bridal shop and, and spent like way more than I could have ever imagined ever <laughs> spending on a dress. So <laughs> I was still in shock when we recorded that episode, I think. Yeah. So you mentioned that um, that you listen to a lot of a lot of podcasts um, as well. I'm, I'm curious if there were any that, that sort of gave you uh, a particular sense of inspiration to do to do this. Yeah, it's funny because um, I sort of, whenever we're editing, it's quite good to listen to a podcast because you can still listen to something but not be distracted from your work. So I kind of got into podcasts a few years ago when I sort of discovered that they were quite good rather than watching TV or something in the background. They were less distracting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like sort of crime podcasts. So I'm a bit strange like that. So it's very diverse compared to what we do. 
yeah, I got into podcasting. I listened to podcasts from Serial, which I think is a lot a way a lot of people found out about podcasting. Um, so I listened to a lot of that, and then after that, I found out about a lot of business based podcasts. So having them on in the background whilst I was working, I found quite useful, um, just to kind of keep me inspired in, in work and things really. I see, and and so tell us a little bit about that those those early days. You know, you decided you you were inspired to do a podcast because you were enjoying podcasts, and obviously, you know, serial. I think quite rightly, as you say, a lot of people sort of discovered podcasting or, or rediscovered podcasting sometimes as a result of that. Um, what what was that early that that first couple of weeks doing the podcast like? What how did you prepare for it? Did you know what to expect? Did you do a lot of research about? how to edit or how to publish or anything like that we just kind of relied on google i think we're still very much like wet behind the ears with podcasting in that we don't we don't do in our first series rather we we're, we're trying to edit everything and we kind of learned how to do it on garage band so we've taken out all the ums and ahs and everything um and then it just became too time consuming for us because obviously we're wedding photographers and in the summer that's kind of where our focus is um so season two we really stripped it back and we stopped editing and entirely and we just put everything up as it is so it's nice and candid um but yeah we're still really learning as we go um the actual recording of it we just discovered we could do through skype so we're doing it we're doing it in the very basic sense and kind of getting by (laughs) yeah we hope that we will improve things and and learn as we kind of go and and if it starts to generate money we could get proper equipment and stuff but yeah it's still a very a baby really (laughs) being able to afford somebody to edit for us and produce a show would be like a dream come true really but until it is able to provide itself an income or support itself um we're just keeping it really stripped back and basic i think what it shows is that when it comes to podcasting the value is is majority laid in in the content itself you can have a beautifully recorded sound treated exquisitely edited show uh hosted by people who don't know anything and are rabbiting on for three and a half hours and Mm -hmm. it will be not a patch on a show that is recorded you know as you're doing it in, in in you know you sort of say it's you know, uh, no special equipment or anything, but you know what you're saying, and you're you're facilitating an interesting conversation on a good topic, and that's that's kind of all that's needed. Um, and I think that's something that sometimes people forget in the early days of podcasting. It's not necessarily about having all the best equipment; it's about having a good idea and um, and and sticking to a few simple formulas that allow you to produce a good show without you know amazing microphones and amazing editing resources. Yeah, and we did get a lot of feedback from our listeners as well. We did the, our first season. And so after that, we we're like, we need to see whether people actually listening to this are, and are actually interested. So we put out a listener survey and it really helped us shape the second season. We made our episodes a lot shorter. Um, we found out what they were enjoying most, whether it would be um, just us two talking or having people coming on and interviewing. So we've really listened to kind of what's going to um, be beneficial to the people who are listening uh, rather than just carrying on and hoping that it's going to work. And how have you been promoting the show? How, like, and has that evolved since you since you started it um, up to this point? Um, we've kind of been promoting it through social media, so Facebook, Instagram. We made a little website, um, so all quite natural sort of stuff. But again, we'd like to push it out there even more. So yeah, it's, it's just evolving as it goes. I would say. Yeah. We just tend to tell anyone who books of us that we also have a podcast so they can find out about a bit more about us that way as well. And hopefully they can get some tips about their own wedding. 
Um, and other than that, we've kind of uploaded, well, put the RSS feed onto as many places as possible. So we're on iTunes, Stitcher, um, Acast. We just try to put it out everywhere and hope for the best. <laughs> do, you, um, do you find that you get a, a good deal of interest in, in people downloading your back catalogue? It's one of the things that um, I've always think, I always think makes a new show um, less compelling to download old episodes of versus a topical show like yours in that somebody could discover your show three years down the line and your first episodes will be just as useful and interesting to them. Whereas that's not necessarily the case for a new show where things are inherently out of date in, in a few weeks. How do you, do you find that back catalogue sort of retains its value? I think it does. Um, if we look back at our stats, our very first episode is our most listened to one, which is the one where we're talking about how Getaway started and our, how we were propo- uh, proposed to by our fiancés. So that one gets a lot of listens. Whether they then listen in order, I'm not sure, or just find the topics that they find interesting. Um, I'm not sure entirely how it works, but I do think that people will scroll through and find the topic that they're struggling with at that moment. Mm. And as their plans kind of roll on, there's something else there for them. And earlier on, um, I forget which of you, one, one of you mentioned that um, you thought that maybe this might, um, you know, help generate some interest in, in your, your business as professional photographers. I was curious, has that, has that been the case? Is that anything you could talk about? Yeah, I don't I don't think I've had any direct sort of people booking me for their wedding from it. But I know that there has been a couple of weddings that I've been at where the makeup artist and like the florist have been booked from the podcast. So they've come on and then people who've been following me have sort of said, oh, I'd like to book them and then book them for their wedding. So it's helped them. Um, I don't know about us. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's that's brilliant, though. That's that's fantastic. You need to get that. You need to get that written down and yeah <laughs> cemented somewhere that's that's great oh that's that's really uh, good yeah and it's been quite sweet I've been to one where um the bride took my advice and she sort of wrote out all the timings and put it on a little sort of chalkboard when she was getting ready and said look you know you told me to do that and I thought that was really sweet so it's nice when yeah you make a bit of a, a difference and maybe the wedding goes a bit smoother because you've helped so that's nice yeah and I think maybe it's also helping us get our name out a bit more within the industry as well because I know when I go and meet with certain people like for instance where I booked my wedding um she the wedding coordinator there I was like oh I've been listening to your podcast and I forget that I, that we've done it and then people mention it to me to my face and I'm like, I'm like a bit embarrassed like oh god yeah people actually listen to it <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's getting us out there among other people within the wedding industry and they they you know they've heard about it and they they're interested in it as well that's great that's really great um, one of the challenges that a lot of podcasters um, do have or risk a, a, a while is uh, is this concept of pod fading, i.e. the novelty and motivation wearing off after a little while. Um, this is something I've seen happen sort of time and time again with with other podcasters. And I'm curious if that's something you've had to deal with um, or, or just more generally how you how you stay motivated and, and how you how you plan ideas. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a bit tricky with our jobs because we do go from being a little bit quiet to then completely mental and kind of the weddings completely take over and editing and everything. So it's a little bit hard to kind of keep up with it all. But this year we've been a bit more organized. Now we kind of know well a little bit more that we're doing. Um, we sort of <laughs> pre-recorded lots of episodes and got a little bit more organized. So then we're, we're ready to go. So that's been a lot better, I think, hasn't it, Kerry, for us? Yeah, I think the difficulty of podcasting is it's very much a one-way conversation. So it's not like when you have a, a blog or something that people can leave you comments, that doesn't happen with podcasting. So you kind of put it out there and just hope that people are listening to it. So it's really easy to 
step back and think oh we should just give up mm. but um we're being quite consistent with it and we're being quite realistic about it as well so we're doing 12 episode series twice a year um we're not just doing it every single week um and just putting something out for the sake of it so we're really trying to put out good content rather than rubbish content yeah and i think that plays to to the strength of the the, the show's formats in that because you're not sort of um news-based show as, as say my show is and, and, and other news shows are you don't have to do every every single week and you can prepare ahead and i think that mm. that can you know it, it sounds like you can you can set aside time over over a period where you're less busy do all those shows and and then it's kind of it's in the bag and you can you can drip them out either one at a time or, or do the kind of netflix style of just dump the entire season on the on the feed in one go and, and just let people go mad I think that's the best way for us to do it, especially um, at the moment we're still recording a few episodes as we go along because it's working with uh, the timeline of us booking our own wedding. Um, But after this season's done, perhaps we may be able to pre-record an entire season, like you're saying, and drip it out. Yeah. So you um you did a you did a first season and uh, it sounds like you you more tightly produced that in terms of the editing and then for the second season of episodes uh, you said you did them more as as I would call as live so they're they're not particularly edited they're more as you recorded them but you know you factored in that people wanted maybe shorter episodes so you just you were more tight with how you conducted those interviews is there anything for this third season you've done differently from the first two um that that has changed maybe um how the output would would sound yeah i I think we've kind of researched the people we're interviewing a lot more we've got some quite sort of cool people coming up hopefully if they (laughs) if they want to chat to us um to interview so I think that's that's a bit better kind of thinking what we'd like to listen to a bit more and then getting really interesting because one of the ladies we're speaking to later on today is a hiring bridesmaid from America so that's quite a cool concept so we're also kind of looking outside the box and and maybe getting people in that yeah that are completely different to the the kind of chat we've been doing I have to ask what is a hiring bridesmaid so she is a bridesmaid for hire. So you can hire her to come along to your wedding day and she will act as your bridesmaid. Um, she'll be completely undercover and she'll be there to support you on the day. So she's there to kind of support you physically, emotionally, like deal with any kind of dramas on the day. Um, and as far as your guests know, she's just a friend of yours. Wow. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't know such a thing even existed. Uh, no. That's that's amazing. I, I mean, in my head, that uh, my 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 gut reaction is, oh, is that is that sad that they don't they don't have a <laughs> bridesmaid that they'd want to do that that yeah. all their friends know. Um, but I'm guessing yeah. there's a more practical <laughs> purpose than than the bride just not having any friends. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of bridesmaids sadly don't really do a great job sometimes. So I think it just it's a bit like a wedding planner, but an undercover one. So no, it's it's sort of concepts like that where we think we we just saw it come up on Facebook one day and Kerry said, I think this would be really cool. And and she said she wanted to come and chat to us. So yeah, so things like that would be, I I think, a really good fun as well. That's great. That's amazing. Um, One of the things that intrigued me is that, um, you know, your photographers, so your your expertise and and your skill for, for both of you is 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 inherently visual and you know you're doing the show as as an audio podcast um for for reasons you've talked about but i was curious whether you have explored the idea or thought about doing video or or things in a more visual format we um record the video that goes along with the episode and put it up on youtube but it's literally just recorded from skype so it's nothing too fancy um but as far as going further um it, it would just depend on time and whether 
the growth of the show would would support it um but yeah it, it is odd doing an audio po- podcast when you're so used to everything being visually pleasing yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and we've sort of seen a few people in the industry have now started doing that a lot more so there's a few more kind of bloggy people who are now uh, ch- chatting and just putting content on youtube but but yeah, I, I quite like the podcasting, really. I, I think it's, there's less pressure as well <laughs> to kind of do that. You can just talk. You don't have to put on tons of makeup and cool clothes and have a cool backdrop. And yeah, I, sort of, I, I like just talking a bit more, really, I think. I think it's a good way of reaching other audience as well, because lots of people listen to podcasts while they're commuting to work and things. Um, so they just have an earbud in on a train or, or something. And our episodes are short enough to kind of accommodate that commute. Um and what we're really doing is sharing information and advice. And I'm not really sure how we'd get that across visually without it getting boring to watch. Yeah, I see what you mean. I can I can imagine that. And certainly the production workload increase would be, mm. it, it is incredibly significant. I mean, nobody knows that, that I'm that I do the podcast half the time in my pajamas um you know now being no exception to that whatsoever um <laughs> doing this in video form would uh, I would certainly anticipate losing uh, a, a large proportion of our paid supporters uh, if I was uh, <laughs> switching on the video no uh, who knows <laughs> no. we've covered we've covered a lot of topics um and one of the things I I was curious about is whether and I didn't ask you this in advance so my apologies for making you think (laughs) here um, but I'm curious if you can think back and remember two or three examples of maybe what did you try and do at the beginning that you you learnt from your perhaps mistakes uh, that you would offer to somebody who is thinking about doing a podcast and say hey look we're we're still relatively new at this we've learnt a lot recently like don't do this this and this curious what what those what those tips might be Mm -hmm. Oh, I think we we struggled a bit with sound with interviewing other people. So sometimes we maybe hadn't given them enough information to say, get a good internet connection and get some good headphones to speak to us on. And sometimes that was a bit out, wasn't it, Kerry, when we first started? Yeah, um, and just like simple things like making sure they've got a quiet ring. Because one of the interviews in our first season uh, was in an office where the phone kept ringing. And um, I don't think she had headphones. I can't remember. No. But yeah. The difference that a pair of he- headphones really does make with a mic, like an inbuilt mic, like you know, just Apple earbuds, um, really yeah. does make the difference. Um, but otherwise, I think that I'd just tell us to keep it simple because right at the beginning we were editing everything right down to like taking out any kind of awkward pauses and ums. You know, it was getting ridiculous. The editing was taking us hours, <laughs> um, and I wish we hadn't kind of bothered to do that because then when it came to starting season two, we were a bit like, oh gosh, you know, it felt. Yeah. Like before he'd started so yes um maybe keeping everything just as simple as you can so yeah and I think we rambled too much as well so I think sometimes cutting it right down as well was a really good idea rather than an hour-long episode a nice sort of short punchy one really so Mm. so keeping it keep it simple with the with the goal of being able to expand rather than dreading having to reduce um and also educating your your um your interviewees um Mm. so that they're not adding significant extra workload just because of their own sort of logistical arrangements those are sort yeah, of see yes. like the two the two or three key takeaways that that you learned that you'd pass on to other people yeah okay great um well remind us uh how how somebody might uh start going about listening uh to your show and if there's one in particular that they should use as something of a gateway drug um as a, as a good example to start with 
Uh, so you can find our podcast on iTunes by searching for Get Web Podcast, or we've got a website at www.getwebpodcast.co.uk. Um, we're also on Instagram and Facebook if you search Get Web Podcast, or one word, you'll find us all there. Um, and in terms of the show, probably you should start right at the beginning and go to um, episode one of season one, um, and then you'll find out what we're all about and how this all started. Yeah, and then just pick out your favourite one, really, and go from there, whatever interests you and whatever maybe you're struggling with, and and go from there hopefully perfect well I wanted to say thank you for you taking the time uh, to, to talk to us it's uh, it's always interesting to hear about things that aren't in the tech world when it comes to podcasting it's very easy to sort of keep your head stuck in the in the sand and only ever talk to other other tech people and I think this is uh, a really interesting diversion into uh, into a topic that I don't think has ever come up on my podcast uh, before now mm-hmm. so I've I've certainly learned a lot and I uh, hope our listeners have too so Katie and Kerry thank you ever so much for joining us from the Get Wed podcast thank, thank you thank you so much planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.